Blue Wire. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. We've got lots of NFL to talk about, including that epic Monday night football game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Do 49ers fans need to calm down? Is it going to be okay? We discuss. We talk Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens against Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans this week. Those Minnesota Vikings, is it done for the Cowboys? What happened to the Rams? And more. So, let's jump right in. But before we do, this podcast is being brought to you by Indochino, Harry's Razors, and Untuck It. So, let's get to it, fangirls. All right, Steph, we are recording the morning after, and you guys are listening to it the evening after, the epic Monday night football game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. It was like a playoff game. You could not have scripted a better game scenario, really, as a football fan. As a 49er fan, you could have. But as a football fan, <laughs> you could not have. What a football game. I mean, it was just so much fun. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. It it kind of went back and forth. Uh Neither team performed like super great, but you know, there's something about Russell Wilson that um, he has the magic and I, I honestly don't know how he does it, but he's, he's definitely in the run for MVP, especially after that game. And, um, you know, it, it was frustrating. Like, like you said, as if you're a 49er fan, but you know, if you're an NFL fan, those are the kind of games you want to see. <laughs> And as frustrating as it is that Russell Wilson is that good, I mean, he really is. And, and Nick Bosa said after the game, he said, it's just with him, it's it's the play's never over. You just never really know. And Shanahan had said earlier, Kyle Shanahan had said earlier in the week that that is what makes him so good, that he is the best in the league at that. And the play really is never over. You can really never count him out. And unfortunately, the 49ers – gave him too many opportunities to come back and win. And, of course, very unfortunately, they had the game won with the field goal that was missed by the rookie, Chase McLaughlin, who was filling in for Robbie Gold, who hurt his quad last week. And I just felt so bad for that kid because there he hits the 47-yarder to get them to overtime. Right. Uh, and then badly, badly shanks that 45-yarder in overtime. But obviously the 49ers have some things they need to work out. I do think – I tweeted this today in a nice way. I tweeted the YouTube video of Taylor Swift's You Need to Calm Down. I do think 49ers <laughs> fans do need to calm down. They are still 8-1. and one. They are still atop the NFC West. They were without George Kittle. They were without Emmanuel Sanders for most of the game. Both tackles performed – Terribly, I hate to say that of Joe Staley and Mike McGlinchey, who I have tremendous respect for and think very highly of as people and players, but this was not a good game for them coming back. And Garoppolo certainly didn't have his best game, but he also had his receivers dropping passes left and right. So that was a problem. I think the defense still, to me, was elite. I mean, they really did give the offense many, many chances to get it done. And they made big plays. There was that play by Jaquaski Tart, who was maybe one of the coolest plays you'll ever see in a football game when he stripped DK Metcalf. What, I'm sorry, Steph, what'd you say? You don't see that very often, you know, because he was out of bounds and but the ball was in play, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was it was interesting and I, I thought I think it was the right call, but what what I liked about 
to classical guitar is he never stops playing. You know, he's always goes for it. And I think that really speaks to the defense and what they're doing. Everyone wants to make the play. Everybody, but they do it together. So it's there's not one star, you know, every single week. Every single week there's a different star. Yes, that's true. And along those lines, you're the rookie Dre Greenlaw who has stepped in. Raquan Alexander, who just had a fantastic game and, of course, had that interception in overtime that gave the 49ers the ball back. Uh, you had, you know, K1 Williams forcing a fumble, DeForest Buckner, two fumble recoveries, one for a touchdown. I mean, the defense played great. Emmanuel Mosley, they really played great. I don't think there's any reason for concern there. You know, the offense has not been super consistent all season. But, again, I go back, and I'm not letting Jimmy Grapple off the hook because it certainly was not – his best game at all, but he did, again, did not have George Kittle or Emmanuel Sanders. He had not great protection, and the drop passes. I think, to me, the biggest concern of that came out of that game were the drop passes. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Um, we don't know yet about uh, the MRI for Emmanuel Sanders. So we don't know how much time he will play, at least not at the time of recording. By the time that this airs, we probably will know. And so we will make sure to put that in the copy and in the tweet. But uh, that to me is the biggest concern. When your job is to catch the ball, you've got to be better about catching the ball. You just, it's just, yeah. it's just inexcusable. I mean, I mean, there were certainly some drops, you know, there were a lot of things, but I, I didn't think um, Garoppolo played particularly well. I know that they're catchable balls, but a lot of the um, throws were um, besides the interceptions, but so they were behind the receiver. It makes it really hard. It's like really weird though, because Jimmy G can throw a dime and just get it right in there. But it seemed like he was shaken, uh, you know, after that first interception, which got, you know, Put back, you know, to, to a TD. So um, I think it's, he just didn't look like he was in his groove. He definitely did not. And I think I felt he kind of got a little shaken after that first hit from Clowney. Um, Jadavian Clowney looked like, you know, the second coming of Har uh, a friend of mine. <laughs> as a friend of mine said, Aaron Donald and Charles Haley put together. And I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> but he, he looked pretty incredible last night, and he really drilled Garoppolo pretty early in the game. And he did get sacked five times. Uh, Clowney had one of those sacks, and then he had five quarterback hits. But So it was not – he didn't have a lot of time back there, and I think, it, I think it did shake him a little bit. It did seem that he was maybe playing a little bit scared at times during the game. That being said, I think for 49ers fans, with all the reasons we've already talked about, they still – went to overtime and really were a missed field goal away from winning the game with all right. those injuries. And then let's not forget Ronald Blair went out during the game. Right. AJ Jones went out during the game. Matt Breida went out during the game. Goodwin went out, but he came back in. So on top of the Sanders injury. So, you know, I think that there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. I would imagine, you know, so I think that's something to Bill K about. I would imagine that Staley and McGlinchey are going to have that rush shaken off. Uh, over yeah. the next week or so, um, you know, that was very unfortunate because the backup tackles did a really good job filling in for them. And yeah. they, I yeah. mean, they really did. And I just, 
you know, I don't know. You, you don't know what goes into all of these decisions. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But assuming they're going to get that rust shaken off, assuming they get Kittle back sooner rather than later, you know, things are going to come together. So I think generally there is no reason the sky is not falling. They're still <laughs> eight and one. They're still atop the NFC West. But it's so funny because last week when the Patriots, Patriots lost the Ravens, the sky is falling. They're no good anymore. They have weaknesses. And I'm not saying they don't. Every team has weaknesses. It's just, you know, the NFL. And it's so interesting with the NFL, maybe more than other sports, because each week means so much because it's such a shorter season. The overreaction to good and bad in the NFL on a week-by-week basis is really kind of fun to watch. And honestly, we wouldn't have jobs if it wasn't. So I'm here for it. But I think – you know, I, I don't think the sky is falling down. They'll be home not against Arizona. Not yet. <laughs> they're home against Arizona this week. Then they're home against Green Bay. I feel strongly they win those two games. And then on the road against Baltimore, New Orleans are going to be tough games. But we'll see who's back and, and see where they are. And hopefully they can get back into their groove. And, you know, the NFL is a tough sport. And teams have injuries. And it happens every week. Uh, just in the 49ers case, when you have both of your off, your two best offensive weapons are gone, that's right. going to affect things. And they still battled. So I just think 49er fans should just calm down a little. <laughs> um, it's just it's the Seahawks and it's a divisional game. Uh, right. You know the mood the mood in the locker room was one of disappointment, and I feel like they could have done better. But it's understandable. But for them, they're of course disappointed, and of course they want to win that game, and it was a hard fought game but they have to go back to work and get ready to play Arizona. So onward and upward they go. What will now be, of course, very interesting to see, had they won last night, I kind of felt the division was probably all but locked up. Of course, there were still many games to play, but if they were 9-0, and you know, having beat the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks, it felt like the division was probably going to be locked up. It is certainly not the case now. And that final game of the season in Seattle – now, of course, looms very large and probably will be the deciding factor on who wins the division. Oh, yeah, 100%. And they they need to they, – they almost – because it's such a tough division and because Seattle's – I mean, they're just tough for the 49ers. For some reason, they can't always get by them. And it's, it's frustrating because it's either – I don't know. It's they can't always get by, but for sure that last game, I think it's on the 29th or something. It is like the 29th, that. December 29th. Um, that's gonna be like huge, and they go to Seattle if I'm not mistaken. So they they have to win that. <laughs> that's how I see it, and they they have to make that statement. Of course, it depends. Also, like. I mean, obviously, I think the 49ers, I think they, their chances of winning the division are the best right now. I think they're obviously going to get a playoff spot. But, you know, home field advantage matters. So that's where I'm, it makes me a little nervous for the 49ers in that respect. Yes, I think home field advantage does matter. That being said, I would say, and we got a while to go because both right. teams have a number of games to play. So it also, it may or may not you know, if the 49ers end up with three losses by the end of that game and Seattle's got four losses, I mean, who knows? You know, like, we just don't know. Right. We don't know. What's going to happen, of course, and then if they both have four, then it becomes, like, they'll have to find a tiebreaker because they'll have each, <laughs> you know, like, if I don't know, it's just, like, right. crazy. But um, but if Seattle's beaten them twice, then that's that. But I think, so a lot can happen between now and that game. So 
it certainly remains to be seen. And of course, home field division, home field advantage does matter. They've the Niners have done a very good job of winning on the road this season. In fact, they have won every road game thus far this season. But of course, going into the playoffs for the first time with a head coach for well, it's his first. It would be his first time as a head coach in the playoffs. Jimmy Garoppolo's first time as a start in the playoffs. You know, you have a lot of young guys in that team. Home field advantage helps, but. I think that they could still be okay on the road. That being said, we have a while to go before then, uh, which is, I know we're moving into week 11, but there's still many a game to play. And I believe the Seahawks have, and I don't know the order, but they still have to play Minnesota, Philadelphia, and the Rams, who we can talk about in a second. So a lot can happen in these next several weeks for the 49ers. It's the Cardinals, the Packers, then on the road for the Ravens, and the Saints, and they come back home to play the Falcons and the Rams and then go to Seattle. So it will be an interesting several weeks. A lot of games left. <laughs> a lot of games left to play, and a lot can happen. So we shall see. Uh, let's talk briefly about the Rams, and then I want to talk about Lamar Jackson because as much as I love Deshaun Watson, I'm really starting to love that Lamar Jackson. <laughs> um but I mean, he is just so good. But the Rams have just fallen apart. And clearly they have a disaster along that offensive line. Jared Goff looks terrible. I, I don't know what is going to happen with this team. But, boy, what a fall. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they went in with just such high hopes. I mean, and even when they, you know, got Jalen Ramsey, it felt like, they were going to make this comeback, and I don't know. They have a lot of holes. I mean, their offensive line doesn't look great. Um, they're not doing Goff any favors, not saying that he, even if he did, you know, have that. It's just, it's they've really fallen off, and um, I think that they have to be looking at, you know, the draft, and it's kind of sad that they let so many um, of their picks go to – you know, I don't even think they have a first-round pick. So uh, it's they, like, they don't. I, yeah, and I'm like, what are they going to do now? I mean, that's just they fell off really quick, really, from being such a powerhouse last season to this. So, you know, we'll and see. I think when we talked about the Jalen Ramsey trade, I, I remember saying at the time, like, if, if he can't play offensive line, I don't really know what it does for them. And you know, the Rams like to make a splash. And you know, we've talked about that before on this podcast, the the trading up to get Goff and what they gave up for that and the what they gave up to get Ramsey. And, you know, now they do have these holes on the offensive line that they aren't going to be able to fill in the draft. They're also paying Jared Goff a very Ridiculous. large amount of money that he signed that huge contract in the offseason. I think his cap hit is over $30 million next year. So they're also going to have trouble bringing people in on the offensive line that they can pay. Jalen Ramsey is set to be a free agent, and I think they want to keep him because they gave up so much for him. They're going to pay him. So it will be very interesting just to see how this all plays out because it feels like, and again, as I say all the time on this podcast, I am not an NFL coach and I am not an NFL GM. So I do not know the intricacies and the ins and outs of everything and what goes into decision-making. But just to the outside fan and as someone who covers the NFL, it feels like they go for splash and aren't always thinking through. I'm sure that's not the case because it can't be as simplistic as that. 
Or maybe it can be as simplistic as that. <laughs> Who really knows? Uh, so we'll see. They have a game, Sunday night game, against the Chicago Bears. The win the day. Another team that has fallen way off. It may be too late for both of them, but to say, I mean, this is definitely the epitome of a must-win game, but I'm not really sure it even matters because the Bears aren't going to win their division, nor are the Rams. I think the Rams probably have a slightly better shot at a playoff spot um, than the Bears, but, you know, we'll see what comes out of that game. The Bears were able to beat the Rams last year when they were at their best, so we'll see. Neither team is at their best right now. And actually, I believe Goff's numbers rating might even be less than Mitchell Trubisky at the moment, which is... Not <laughs> ideal. Uh, so that is that. Uh, but going over to the AFC, let's talk about those Baltimore Ravens, who the 49ers are going to play in a few weeks. Lamar Jackson is so good, and I know we talked about this last week, but he's so good, I think we need to talk about it again. Yeah, I think he's absolutely, like we talked about a little bit in MVP. I mean, we may be a little bit like um, – premature with this but to me Russ Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Sean Watson all are in the hunt for it. I mean all of them are just doing phenomenal things. So uh he's one and he's just so hard to like I don't even know how you defend him. I mean they tried to put a spy on him. Can't do it. It's just <laughs> too good. He's just and he and he can throw it. So and he can run and he takes off and he finds holes and he's just very very um, cognizant of where he is in the game, what he needs to do, and um, I, I just think he's phenomenal and uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> He is, he is phenomenal. I mean, he reminds me of Russell Wilson. I mean, I think you are oh, looking yeah. at two of the top MVP candidates, of course, along with Christian McCaffrey with the Panthers. But he really reminds me of Russell Wilson, the, the, the elusiveness, the ability to run, but the ability to throw and be accurate. I mean, he threw three touchdowns the other day. He ran for a touchdown. He had 65 yards rushing. He was 15 of 17 with 227 yards passing. No, those are not huge numbers, but they're incredibly accurate numbers. And you throw in the three touchdowns, the 65 rush yards and the rushing touchdowns, he's very difficult to beat. So on Sunday, basically, we have my best quarterback game ever, Deshaun Watson <laughs> versus Lamar Jackson in the Ravens versus the Texans. I don't know who to root for. I'm now in a total conundrum. Um, I don't know. Steph, who do I root for? Well, I'm personally rooting for Baltimore because I want the Texans to take a, a loss. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So that's that, totally fair. Because I'm, you know, I'm, my Jags are the AFC South, and I know that um, it's a long shot here, but we need some uh, good luck, and I'm hoping that um, Lamar takes this. Okay, so if you're going to pick the Ravens, as the team you're going to root for, for obvious reasons. And you have Nick Foles coming back, so I can see why you are excited mm -hmm. about this. I am going to take the Texans because, just to be contrarian, <laughs> uh, and we will discuss this next week, but just know in my heart, I want them to both have epic games in which they tie. That's what I, in my heart, that is what I'm hoping for. I actually think the Ravens will win because I think the Ravens bottom, but, uh, as any given Sunday, as they say. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Even but. last Sunday, this last Sunday, there were so many upsets. I mean, you have Tennessee beating KC. You had, you know, obviously Seattle beating San Francisco. You had um, 
Tampa Bay beating Arizona. You had um, the same Atlanta mm-hmm. beating New Orleans, I, which I couldn't believe it. And not just either. beating them, beating them handily. It's like they, like not oh, even yeah. like oh it was a close game and they pulled it out. Like they just it was not even close, which was very like shocking. I mean it really was because Atlanta is not good. Yeah, and even um, you know Pittsburgh beat the Rams and Oakland. Who that was weird too. They uh that was a weird game. They who who they beat. Oakland. They beat the Chargers. Oakland beat the Chargers. I don't know if I found the Pittsburgh one to be as big an upset because since Pittsburgh's been in Santa Clara, they've been undefeated and playing playing really well, um, and the Rams have not. So that one didn't surprise me as much as some of the others. Yeah. But I don't know. Pittsburgh, by the way, is now, of course, a little bit of a force to be reckoned with, and we're seeing that Minka Fitzpatrick trade really, really? pay off in dividends. Yeah as the season has gone on and then on offense as Mason Rudolph has got more comfortable. But I think it will be kind of interesting to see as we get into the playoffs, which just shows how much, even if it's a shorter season than the other sports, football is still a long season and so much can happen and so much can change. But um, it was a big day of upsets. You mentioned the Chiefs. You mentioned the Saints. You know, the Chiefs are, there are some chinks in that, armor obviously and they had they had been without Patrick Mahomes so this was his his first game back but still even before we've seen chinks in that armor and the Saints you know that just may be a that just may be one of those weird fluke games because I I don't look at that game and say oh wow the Saints are definitely in trouble now but they're beatable and that's the thing that you always want to remember as you're on your way to play them like <laughs> <are>. anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think any team now, and what we saw last night, obviously, is everybody's been beaten now. So it's, you know, the NFL is a hard game. Um, we said this last week, but, you know, it's fun again to watch because, you know, these matchups that are coming that you think, oh, this is going to be a total, you know, uh, crazy, you know, blowout. And then these teams come out of nowhere and they figure out ways to win. So that's what makes it all fun. And a team that has also really found a way to win is, of course, the Minnesota Vikings, who have just really had a resurgence. You know, there's actually an interesting situation when you had a little bit. I wouldn't want to I don't want to say there was locker room discord, but there was talk among the receivers or from the receivers about their quarterback. Uh, Kirk Cousins went on a podcast, apologized to Adam Thielen, and then they've been rolling. And so there's a situation in which the distraction, you know, lit a fire as opposed to cause problems. But uh, they're they're definitely doing very well. Um, so it's been fun to watch them. And so that NFC North is going to be between, you know, the Packers and the Vikings and I think we're seeing with the Packers, of course, there's some chinks in the armor. Uh, they, you know, not, I'm not saying there are a ton of chinks, but there's yeah. a lot of more evenly matched teams in the NFL. And I think this is kind of what we were talking about last week and alluding to with it being more fun. There's a lot more evenly matched teams. I mean, even this weekend with the upsets and I mean, but we're just seeing really great games week after week. I feel like, I feel like every week it's like, wow, that's what football's supposed to be like. And we saw it with last night's game, Sunday night's game between the Cowboys and the Vikings was a 
fantastic football game. And we're seeing a lot of games like that. The Cowboys are another one to look at. Um, I think they're they're in trouble, if not yeah. out of this Five race. And four, it's not great, you know. So you know the you have the Vikings and they're what seven and three, and so that you know it, that was a game that Dallas needed to win big time, and um, oh, yeah, they didn't. So you know I. It's really um, interesting uh, 100%. How, this all, uh, what I, how it's going to all roll out. And then I thought the Colts were looking really good. And then they lose to Miami. And I'm like, I don't know anymore. I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was kind of odd. <laughs> that was not what you expected to be. Uh, back to the Cowboys quickly. They have a, They got a road ahead of them. They play the Lions on Sunday. And then they played the – they're actually away. I mean, well, they put the Lions on Sunday, and then they played the Patriots away the following week. And then on Thanksgiving Day, they'll play the Bills. Then they play the Bears, who obviously are not playing well. But then the Rams and the Eagles. I mean, they, they do not have an uh, easy schedule ahead of them. So it will be interesting to see. You know, they were a lot of people's pick for the Super Bowl, and um, I don't yeah. think that's going to even be close. To what happens oh and it's, it's really now the down stretch you know we're here we are and everybody's playing most of the buys are taken care of and here we go you know it's going to be interesting to see how this all like goes through but you know i think um you know i there's a lot of teams still like fighting to stay in the hunt and whoever gets hot with the last injuries you know november december that's that's really who pulls out so you know it's great to start out really well, but you never know, you know, how it's going to, you know, go down. And that's it's interesting. That's the fun part of the NFL. I mean, everything we're talking about right now come the first weekend of the playoffs may be completely moot point. And that is really yeah. the fun thing about the NFL. Uh, before we head into Fangirl Says Who's Hot, Who's Not, we are going to take a moment for a word from our sponsors. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Plus, you get to personalize all the details, including your lapel, lining, and your own monogram. RJ Barrett's brand new collection with Indochino just dropped. Featuring limited edition fabrics and jacket linings, RJ helped pick out and design. Right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. Incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. The holidays are almost here, and you know what that means, gifts. And what better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right? Unlike most brands, untucked shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked. Untucked shirts always fall at that just right length, no matter his size. So he looks casual and sharp. Ever see an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, untucked shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. 
And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. With more than 50 fit combinations, untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite untucked style online or check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is so easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's untuckit.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave? It hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters, sharp, durable blades at a fair price. All the guys that I know that use Harry's love its close shave, easy glide, and low price. Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just $2 per blade. They've cut out the middleman, manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century, which means you get incredibly high quality blades at factory direct prices. Harry's is super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. And there's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Listeners of this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. All right, Steph. It's time for our favorite part of the podcast. Fangirl says, who's hot, who's not? Uh, I will, as always, let you decide if you would like to go first or second. (laughs) Uh, You can go first today. Okay. All right. My fangirl says who's hot is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Okay, that's very strong. That's not true. But it's (laughs) one of the hardest things I've ever had to do on this podcast. Because I'm going to say that uh, Russell Wilson is hot. Uh. He, he just is <laughs> yes. so annoying. But it, he just played, he plays so well, and you really can never count out that team. And it's very rare to have the kind of player where no matter what, you always have a chance to win because he's on your team. And you, you yes. just can't get them out. And he's, it's, it is just hard to defend against him. And he's elusive and he can scramble and the throws he makes. And he's just, he's a winner. He knows how to win. So Russell Wilson is hot. And my who's not, it's the 49ers receiving core. You can't be dropping passes like that. I mean, even the ones that were tough to get, that is your job as a receiver is to be able to haul in the catch, and, and some of them were not that hard, and, and I'm going to have to say, and it's been an issue all season. It isn't yeah. just last night's game. 
So I'm going to have to say the 49ers receiving core. Steph, you are up. Yeah, I'm going with the Ravens. I think they're the team really That's to your beat. hot team? That's your hot team? That's the hot. my hot team. Okay. Uh, they're just at the end with Lamar Jackson, but they're hitting on all cylinders, and their defense looks great. I love that what they're doing. I feel like the coaching is just stellar, you know? And, it, you know, I think they're, you know, the team to beat. Um, that being said, I do think that they're beatable, but it's it's going to be rough. I think that they're very hot right now. Um, who is not hot? Um, you know, I, I'm going to say the Saints had a bad week, so they're not hot this week. Um, everything that could go wrong went wrong. They couldn't get the run going. They were fumbling all over the place. Uh, they're not hot this week. And I actually feel like that's a breather for a lot of fans because they looked so good going into this game and looked so terrible coming out. So, yeah, it's just one game, but we get to have a new hot and not every week. <laughs> yes, we do. That's Yes, we do. That, yeah. And that's the beauty of it. <laughs> you can change your – next week you might find the Saints yeah. to be hot. You just never know. That's the beauty of as Fangirl says. Uh, well, Steph, good podcast as always. Lots to talk about. Uh, we'll see where we are next week. We'll see next week which team we think the sky is falling on. And we will go from there. Okay. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Bye.